Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Hope everyone is ready for the weekend, because I know I am. Welcome to episode 61 of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. Have to apologize for not being able to release a new episode on Monday. We had our first ever technical glitch. Uh, The SD card that we've been using since day one decided to stop working. So... What can you do? Uh, Hopi and I had the pleasure of chatting with uh, New York Kremlin's head coach, Greg Leather, and it was a good one. But uh, apologies to Greg as well, but uh, we've been chatting and we're lining up another time that we can do it all again. So, uh, you know, hopefully this time there's no screw-ups. But uh, that being said, on to this week's guest. We sat down and chatted with Oakland University alum, 2021 Olympic bronze medalist, Branford's own, Erica Polidori. Erica had a standout four years at Oakland University in Michigan, where she would go on to finish fourth or better in 10 career offensive categories and be named to the All-Horizon first team in her senior season in 2014. She would then go on to win the 2015 Pan Am Gold Medal on home soil in Toronto while leading her team in average, and then just a few weeks ago helped lead Team Canada to their first ever trip to the podium by bringing home a bronze medal from Tokyo. We're going to talk to Erica about getting her start in Brantford, her numerous national titles with the Brantford Bobcats, her time at Oakland University with the Golden Grizzlies, the rough times of being a nurse during this crazy pandemic, and of course, the epic bronze medal win in Tokyo. Erica was an absolute treat to chat with, and I was happy to, I was able to chat with, you know, someone who is such an avid listener to our podcast, she told me. <laughs> with that being said, grab that drink, sit back, relax, because here we go. I got the world in my palm, lights, camera, action, it's on. What I'm feeling Ain't never felt this freedom I got the world in my palm Like Sarah action and song Ain't never felt this freedom Could you, could you say that anything goes here we go erica thanks so much for coming on the podcast thank you very much for having me how sweet does it sound to be called an olympic medalist uh it's pretty surreal honestly i've been home for a couple weeks but um there's a lot of it that i haven't really processed yet or it hasn't really sunk in i guess yeah i was gonna ask if it it has sunk in yet because i mean it's probably gonna take a little bit of time anyway yeah, like the the week at the village was like a whirlwind and, you know, just being away and kind of looking back and seeing everything that we've done this summer, it, it's mm. kind of crazy. So it'll it'll take some time for sure. Yeah, no doubt. So how have things been since you got home? I mean, you got to be more popular in Brantford now than Gretzky, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. But yeah, there's definitely been... There's been a lot, a lot of support in Brantford, which has been really nice to see. And, and I feel it a lot. So yeah, right I really appreciate it. Yeah. So what was the, uh, any jet lag coming home? I mean, it must've been a little bit of an adjustment coming back. Yes, it was. I felt good almost right away. Um, I felt like I was pretty adjusted, but then I was just a couple hours off, which was almost more annoying. Mm. So I would be really tired pretty early and then wake up so early just ready to go yeah no doubt i can only imagine um little thing we do start the podcast off called quick pitches um okay i'm gonna throw out some random questions to you <laughs> you just answer them as best you can okay sounds good all right first one besides winning the medal what was your favorite olympic experience 
Ooh, um, I just like walking around the village, just seeing everything that there was within the village, especially because we got there early. So we kind of had it when it was a little quieter and, and we could bounce around from place to place and see what everything was about. And that was a lot of fun. Right. So did you guys have free reigns in the city? Like, like was, it, was it like a bubble? Uh, not, yeah, like not in Tokyo, but, um, just within the village itself. Oh, okay. Um, that was kind of the extent of what we were allowed to, to do. We didn't see, you know, Tokyo at all. Mm, right. That, yeah. Kind of disappointed in a way, but I mean, had to be safe. Yeah. If that's what we had to do, then that was fine. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one. Biggest thing you missed from Oakland University? <gasps> oh, Honestly, probably just like having all of my friends in one place um, now that I'm home and now that they've kind of gone to wherever they live, it, it's hard to, to see everyone. Right, right. Uh, besides softball, what's your next favorite sport? Oh, that's a great question. I played a lot of sports growing up. Um, so there was a lot of things that I like to do. Um I really liked basketball growing up. Maybe basketball. I had a lot of fun playing that. Right on. Raptors fan? Uh, not too much, honestly. Huh. Um, I don't. I don't really watch the NBA a lot. Probably the other major sports leagues a lot more than the NBA. Right on. Least fan then, right? Yeah, I am. Oh, okay. Yeah. It had to be. You're from Ontario. You have to be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite place you traveled for ball? Um, South Africa or Netherlands, probably South Africa, because oh. I don't know when I would make a trip there, um, just on my own. Okay, right on. Actually, we're going to talk mm -hmm. about those two places later on. So I'm glad <laughs> you said that. Uh, yeah. if you could go back and play one game over again, what is it? Oh, I mean, two things come to mind, either like a like a Pan Am gold game, like in 2015, where it was like such a fun, exciting game and like reliving all those moments and, and the fun of that, um, knowing that we won. Mm -hmm. Or I'm also thinking, you know, getting back to a game that we lost and like having the chance to maybe change some things and like do something different, like maybe an Olympic game, yeah. um, something, something like that. So I, I'm kind of torn between the two. Right. Maybe extra innings against Japan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you could have dinner and drinks with one person, dead or alive, who is it? Hmm. Um. Stumping your hair. Sorry. I'm. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Probably an author. I like to read. Um. I really enjoyed uh, Glennon Doyle's. Um book untamed and I, I like listening to her um speak so maybe i would pick her brain a little bit okay right on uh, two more uh okay what's your favorite thing about being a nurse uh i really just like being able to help people and kind of learn things all the time um like i really like science and the human body and and so getting to do that in a place where i get to like be around people and and like I said, just learn a lot. Mm -hmm. um, really interests me. Right on. Last one. Mm -hmm. How good is Dairy Delight ice cream? <gasps> the best. <laughs> Honestly, if anyone like comes to visit me, um, that's from out of town. That's like one of the spots that we always, I will always bring them to. Um, I'm a big fan. Oh, I, I <laughs> saw sure. you. I saw your social media post, and I was like, "Wow, that looks delicious!" Like, <laughs> yes. So yes. where where if exactly ever, where is it? It's right. It's right in town, right in Brantford. Um, yeah, sometimes like growing up, it would be like my motivation. Oh, I'll go to a I'll I'll run to Dairy Delight, get my ice cream, and just like walk home, um, something like that. But it's it's just right in town. Okay, it's that's so good. Good to know because uh, for my for what I do for work, we go to Brantford. Like, well, we used to before the pandemic all the time to Copeland Emerson. They have their factory up there. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I. I've been up there a few times now for work and I'm, if we ever get to go again, I'm definitely going to try it out. Yeah. It's just on like the main street. So okay. like if you ask anyone, everyone knows where it is. All right, I'll definitely be asking. Yeah, you should. All right. On to your career now. Tell us about uh, getting your start in the game. 
Um, well, it's kind of funny. My whole family, everyone was kind of put in, in soccer in an early age. Um, so like my parents put me in soccer um, when I was younger and I really didn't like it. And my neighbors uh, growing up, they were all playing baseball and softball. Right. And I just started playing with them more like in the backyard. And I thought it was a lot more fun than soccer. So my parents uh, switched me into softball or t-ball the next year. And I've just always played after that. Right. Did I read that you used to hit wiffle balls on the highway and your dad had to go get them? Yeah. We used to, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. At some point he, he like changed it up where I was hitting it because he would toss me the wiffle balls and we are backyard backed onto the highway. And I was like hitting them over the, like the highway barrier oh, wall. Jumpins. So, so we switched it up, but yeah, I did that for a little bit. Yeah. Probably, probably good for your dad, right? I mean, that's probably a little <laughs> dangerous going to grab those wiffle balls along the highway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So did you have a love for the game right away? Like right from the get go, or was it something that developed over time? No, it's, it's kind of fun. I, I liked it right away. Yeah. Um, and I think about it now and it's kind of strange, but I, I distinctly remember like playing and I was the kid that like knew the rules and I was the one that was like taking it seriously. And like, I, I couldn't understand why some people were like playing in the sand or picking the flowers or like, you know, they were hitting the ball and running to third instead of first. I was like, come on, man. Like, it's not that hard. Like, let's go. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm super competitive. So um, I loved it right away and kind of always have since then. That's awesome. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, my uh, my son, he's, he's into baseball. He actually plays baseball now. But when he was like three or four, he had him in like, a, you know, like kind of like, I guess essentially it's kind of like a law ball program, like just a starters mm -hmm. program. And yeah. he was out there making sandcastles. I was like, come on. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and yeah, like, I feel like most kids are like that. I look at, you know, softball and baseball. Like when now watching little kids play, I'm like, oh, it's kind of tough. Like there's not much going on maybe at first. Or like I get why it's hard to pay attention for a mm. softball or baseball game. But I, I just, I did. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I know what, you, I know what you're talking about. So what was the minor ball program like uh, growing up there? Um, good. I mean, Brantford's not huge by any means, but, um, I started playing just house league and kind of like playing with some of the older girls and, um, my first coach, Todd Bannister, he was one of the house league coaches. He kind of plucked some of us out and asked if we wanted to play like a select team. Um, and eventually like we, he created, the the rep organization in Brantford and we were the first team and it's grown so much since then but um so thankful for him like he didn't have a daughter on the team or anything he just um saw an opportunity and wanted he played and coached growing up and um he just kind of organized everything and we got to you know play mm. uh as a as a rep team in Ontario and then like at the nationals and all of that. So, um, and now there's a million Brantford teams, which is really cool. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. It's not too often that, uh, you know, you see somebody that doesn't have a kid on the team organize something to that degree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, he's done so much for like softball in this area. It's incredible. Yeah. So is that the Brantford Bobcats organization? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So you guys had, geez, you guys had a little bit of success back in the day. What? Two national championships. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we were pretty good. We, we won, I think almost every age division, um, that I can remember. And then, I mean, as we got older, we didn't play together anymore, but, hmm. um, yeah, we had, we had a lot of fun on that team. There's a lot of really great athletes, um, that I played with. Right. So we're, uh, the two nationals that you won, where uh, where'd you win them at? Um, we ho we actually hosted and won one in Brantford, um, and then we won one in Regina, I think. Okay. We won one in uh, Manitoba, I believe, um, and then I won one with Brantford out in um, in Nova Scotia in Chura. Oh, right on. Wow. That's, yeah. I yeah. grew up 10 minutes from Truro. 
Yeah. So we went out there for, I think it was like our last nationals kind of as a, the same team. And we won that, which was pretty cool. Oh, nice. Must've been, well, I guess any national you win, but I mean, it must've been pretty special. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and at that point, like that's when a lot of us were like getting into the national program and, and stuff. So it was, we knew it was kind of like maybe the end of our, the Brantford team, but yeah. Um, yeah, really cool to see the, the success of a lot of players from that program. Yeah, I was going to say that I'm, I was guessing this around the time, like your recruiting process was taking place. Uh, how many mm-hmm. school? How many schools were you looking at? Um, I kind of had a funny. I mean, I always knew I, I was kind of bouncing between nursing um, and then pharmacy, and and what does that look like, and can I do that with softball and. So pretty quickly, most people kind of said no, um, <laughs> which I can understand. I can totally get that. Yeah. Um, so Oakland was super open to it. Um, and they had a couple other student athletes who had been through the nursing program and they kind of figured out how to do it. So I was really lucky as far as that's concerned. But um, yeah, I was able to kind of find a perfect little fit uh, for what I needed softball wise and, and schooling wise. So I'm so happy with that decision. Yeah. So did you figure that out? Like, did you, did you, you obviously you probably visited school, did you? Yeah, I had. Um, and then kind of rare at the time, um, when I was in high school, I mean, most of everything was happening in the States at all the tournaments, we would be traveling down South to get, uh, recruited. And, um, the coach at the time actually came up to a tournament in like Mississauga and saw me there. So that's kind of cool because that was kind of, that wasn't really happening anymore that coaches were coming up. So um, I got recruited from a tournament just in Ontario and um, it worked out. Nice. Nice. So of course you, you'd end up going to Oakland. What, uh, what do you remember most about the freshman season? I mean, was there a big adjustment for you? both on and off the field? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I wanted to make an impact on the program as soon as I got there. Um, and I had a coach that really put, had a lot of confidence in me and, um, and really expected a lot of me and had high expectations. So um, that was really awesome. And just really from the get go, trying to, to be like a leader and, um, kind of lead the team in whatever way I could. And um, so it, I kind of jumped into it right away freshman season, but um, I loved it. Right on. So what was campus life like there? Um, it was great. It's not like a, it's, there's not a, a huge amount of students that actually live on campus. So it was kind of like a smaller feel, um, but like super great. Um, it's so beautiful there, like in the fall too. Um, it's really nice. And, and so it's, it was just super convenient to get around everywhere and, and super nice to look at. So it was great. Right on. Yeah. I'm actually just looking up Oakland university right now as we're speaking. So it's in Auburn Hills, Rochester, Hills, yeah, Michigan. Yeah. It's like right on the border of those two. Oh, okay. So it's, geez, it's really close to Detroit. Yeah. Yep. It's, I mean, it was a lot of people thought, oh, well, you're going to go away so far away to school, blah, blah, blah. But really from from my house, it's yeah, you know, three, three and a bit hours. Geez. So my parents yeah, were. I was going to say your parents visit. must have loved that. Yeah, they did. They, yeah. they were at every like almost every home game, I think. Oh, that's that's perfect for them. That's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. So, of course, you go on to have an amazing four year career there, finishing fourth or better in 10 career stat categories. Uh, are there one or two memories that stick out to you from your time there? Um, there's a lot of memories. I mean, I think well, I imagine. like, <laughs> yeah, playing, um, playing like, uh, I mean, it's cold. So just like all the games where you're freezing and you're playing or you're playing in March or April oh, and you're right. still trying yes. to like fight yes. the snow and just like little things like that, like challenges and, the team just kind of having to <laughs> deal with it and overcome and just like those silly things or, you know, um, it's, it's so much more than the games, you know, it's just like 
um, the road trips and the, the silly little inside jokes and like stuff like that, that you remember, I rem- mm. I remember a lot more. Yeah, no doubt. Now, did you guys start the regular season, like normal, like in February, like end of, end of February, early March? Yeah, we would, but we would not play at home for like, it seemed like forever. So we would, um, start in February, we would go down South, we'd play in a bunch of tournaments back and forth. Um, and then eventually we would come up and, you know, like fingers crossed play in or host like our own series at home. But there were a lot of times where, um, our games at home got canceled or we would have to, they'd become away games or whatever, because it was still, it's so temperamental. Like Mm. you could still get snow in April. So it was kind of, (laughs) it was kind of messy. And we, we did, I would say like, I didn't play as many games probably as I would like um, when I was at school, but it's just the weather. It's just the, like literally the nature of it. So. Yeah. I I, I had to laugh. Well, I shouldn't say laugh. I guess this year that freak, uh, March, whatever Texas had, where they were having snow for like two weeks, and and the, yes. every all the games were getting canceled in the NCAA. They must have been like, yes. "What? What is going on?" You must have been like, oh, "This this regular up here." <laughs> well, honestly, yeah, there is. I forget they were all freaking out. Oh, it's I don't know, forty degrees or yeah. forty five. And I was like, "We played a lot of games <laughs> in that in that." temperature i guess like it was it was funny to think about and like i i don't want anyone to play in that weather because it's not fun but we definitely did it so yeah especially as a hitter like as a hitter hitting that ball oh my god yeah yeah Yeah. um let's jump over to team canada um of course you'd initially be on the the women's junior national team starting in 2010 uh, attend the ISF, ISF World Juniors in 2011 in South Africa, like you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. H- how special was it for you to don the red and white for the first time? Oh, that was so cool. I just, just, I remember trying out for those teams and like getting like the tryout shirts with like the, the name bar on them, but like anything that said like Canada yeah. on it was just like unbelievable. And, and so when I first had the jersey in 2010, um, I just I was so proud, and it was it was just like so crazy. And I didn't know at that point I didn't know like that I would be wearing a Team Canada jersey for as long as I right. have been. Right, so mm-hmm. it was kind of like oh my god, this is like my one summer, or like how many games do I have that I get to be wearing this? And it was so cool, and it, and it's still um, that much of an honor. It's just funny to look back and and see like yeah i i did have a chance to wear that jersey yeah. a lot which is really amazing that's awesome and you mentioned the south africa trip there in uh, mm-hmm. 2011 uh, what was it about that trip that uh made it so special i mean I, i'm of course it would have been your first th- that isf world juniors but what was it about south africa that made it special um i mean softball's so cool we've been able to I've been able to travel so many places and I know I listen to like almost all of your podcasts and a lot of people say kind of the same thing, but like softball has taken me everywhere, like so Mm. many amazing spots. So um, like South Africa as a 18 or 19 year old, like we saw a lot of things and um, that we normally probably wouldn't see at home and just like kind of open our eyes to a different part of the world. And we got to do a lot of sightseeing. We did like a safari, which is still probably one of my favorite memories. And um, just kind of like a, a real taste of international softball, um, just with the entire, you know, all the countries um, from around the world being at that event. It was really, really fun. Awesome. Now, the safari was like, like you got to see all the animals? or Oh, yeah. We were like on a conservation in like the the open jeeps and they were just like rolling us through like different parts and we saw a ton of different animals it was wow, that's incredible awesome. yeah yeah it was it was amazing oh my friend i'd love to go on a safari yeah i would recommend it that's awesome awesome so you'd be named to the senior team in 2013 how cool was getting that call oh uh, that was really cool i um 
the summer before um, I had dislocated my shoulder Ouch. Um, at school actually and then was kind of trying to figure out rehabbing it and everything when I came back in the summer um, was supposed to try out with the senior team that year um, and wasn't able to I, I mean I wasn't able to play so I missed it and I really missed I, I played a little bit that summer, but I just really knew that I I wanted I didn't want to miss that opportunity again. So um, the next year when I was asked to try out, um, I kind of didn't really have it. Was, it's cool to think about. Like I didn't have expectations. I just went in wanted to kind of show what I could do. And there were a couple of people after like I'll never forget this. Like you, there's like always things like this. I feel like that people remember, but you know, someone said that they were shocked that I made the team, surprised that I was named to the roster, like that sort of thing. And that just fired me up so much. And oh, friggin' right. I, I remember that pretty clearly. So um, not that I carried it with me in a bad way, but I just always wanted to do my best to make sure, you know, like I, I knew I belonged there. But um, yeah, making it that year was super special because I I just went out and I did what I could and they must have seen something. And, um, yeah, that's kind of where it started, I guess. Right. Well, geez. Yeah. That, that had to have been a trigger for you to like, <laughs> to see that. Like I would definitely use it as a trigger, like 100%. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't want to be like motivated by that sort of thing, but it is something that I like have not forgotten, you know? Yeah, so, of course not. Yeah. Um, so, well, you know, playing and being able to play in 2013, how much did that help your senior season in Oakland? You know, after you got to play at the World Cup of Softball, American Qualifiers, I can only imagine your confidence would have had to go up for your senior there, senior year season there. Oh, yeah. Like, the, I just learned so much that summer just from, like, who I was playing with and just exposed to different coaches and and playing the other, like, really smart, older experience softball players and other teams internationally like they're just so great right so mm. um I just learned so much that summer and I came back and I was like okay like what what can we do or like how can we like how can I kind of transfer what I learned and like you know bring that to everyone else or like what how can I be better and, and just trying to work through that my my senior season um what I wanted to work on and if I could you know bring anything to, to the rest of my teammates at Oakland. Well, I mean, it, it must have worked. I mean, first team, all horizon. I mean, he had a great season, your <laughs> season, senior season. So, um, Any nerves for you at that uh, first WBSC Worlds in the Netherlands? Uh, oh, man. I'm sure there were. Like, there's always, I feel like, a little bit of the nervous excitement. Yeah. Um, I can't remember specifically I remember there was one time like I um I pinch hit in a game and ended up getting like kind of like the walk-off hit I think it was like a run rule but like something like that and like being excited to be in that moment but still a little nervous like just like that I wasn't wasn't mm -hmm. playing regularly all the time um but just so happy when I got in and when I could do something for the team. So like, I remember those things more than like being super nervous, I guess. Mm. But yeah. Well, and yeah. there's nothing better than the walk off. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't matter what yeah. kind of situation it is, even if it is. Yeah, run. Well, yeah. I mean, look at Kaylee's home run to oh, send totally. you guys to Olympics. I mean, that was a walk off and it was a run rule, but I mean, Hey, it was exciting. <laughs> That's valid. I was so excited. Yeah. Uh, well, I know the nerves couldn't have been too bad at the 2015 Pan Am Games. You guys bring home the gold. You lead the team in average for the tournament, hitting 455. Uh, a few things I want to touch on for this one. First, mm -hmm. uh, how cool was it to be playing this in Toronto? Yeah. Um, it's funny because, I mean, every summer we usually play at Canada Cup, which is out in BC, um, which I love. And it's so fun to have, like, a home tournament. But it's it's not really home for me right like no one my family's not out there so to have the pan am games in toronto was just like and you know my family and friends aside like the entire atmosphere like people really came out and yeah. 
and supported in like huge numbers that I had never played in front of um, for sure. So um, playing in front of people that I knew or like even like, I mean, everyone came out. It was so special. So that was, that week was so neat. And uh, I mean, I've gone back, I've, I've watched the game like, I bet you I've watched it about 10 times now. And <laughs> oh my God, the atmosphere in that, that final game against the US was just awesome. Yeah, it was electric. It was, it was super cool. Yeah. Um, well, then I guess that was my, my second follow up was how friggin' amazing was it to win that one? <laughs> so I, I, we, we pretty much just touched on that one. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, it was, it was just like one of those games where it's like you had your pitching, you had, you know, timely hits, and like our defense was, awesome oh, so yeah. just kind of like everything was put together and um so fun to be a part of so fun yeah your got your guys' defense along with how sarah pitched in the finals was, was mm-hmm. epic <laughs> yeah yeah it was yeah it was great all right olympic talk now <laughs> okay Let, let's start back at the beginning i mean i just talked about rafi hitting the walk off to qualify um does that feel like it was forever ago now yes but i'm still <laughs> saying i i I feel like 2020 was just kind of a weird year where I, I still say, oh, yeah, last year when we were at the qualifier, mm. but it was, you know, two years ago. So it feels like so long ago and so much has happened, but it also feels like it was pretty recent. Yeah. No, well, walk us through the emotions, you know, of getting word that the games were postponed in 2020. I mean, you guys must have been on a roller coaster. Yeah, that that's the perfect kind of analogy um because we had been like training together centralized um in Halifax at the time we went home in March for like a a it was already a scheduled like week off um and then we were planning on getting back together like the week later in in California Mm -hmm. so it was just crazy we went home kind of COVID just blew up and, and it was, it became like, Oh, maybe we'll get delayed uh, a week uh, and go to California a little bit later. And then it kind of became apparent like, okay, no, I don't think we're going to be going. And are we going to be seeing the team anytime soon at all? And um, the COC, the Canadian Olympic committee actually um, pulled out of the Olympics before the Olympics were postponed. Oh, right. Um, yes. And, that's right. And that just really, I mean, I, I didn't disagree with the decision at all. And I think it was a really strong decision on their part, but um, there were a couple of days there where we didn't know if the Olympics would go on as planned, but without any Canadian athletes there. Hmm. Um, so those few days were just tough, yeah. um, just sitting and waiting and seeing what the IOC was going to do. And, um, and then they, you know, uh, delayed the game. So then it just became like this whole other thing. It's like, okay, now what now <laughs> it's another whole year and, and a bit away. And, and what does everything look like, especially because, you know, the pandemic is still happening yeah. and we're still all over North America. So what do we do now? And so it was just like the craziest like week or two. Yeah. So did you... Like after you got word that everything was, you know, being shut down, when did, you know, go into that nursing role and put the nurse hat on, you know, like now I'm, this is what I have to do. Yeah. So then I don't remember exactly the timeline, but it's probably like end of, end of March, beginning of April. I kind of, it, it kind of hit me and became more real that you know there's we weren't going to have like another camp together anytime soon Mm. we weren't getting on a plane we weren't doing anything because we didn't know anything about COVID at that point so yeah um and so I was just at home and I was on a leave of absence from work um and so I wasn't really doing much of anything and um I kind of just decided you know like maybe I'll just reach out and see if if they need anyone to like fill in, like, do they need, are they short nurses um, for different shifts? So um, I did that and I ended up working not a ton, but definitely more than I thought I would be. 
um, throughout like the spring, um, not much in the summer. And then again, picked up a little bit through fall and winter before we started training together full time again. Yeah. Uh, like in January. Now, th- that had to be crazy times. And I guess really still is for you and your work colleagues. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, like even I remember in the spring, you know, I was going to work and I was like, well, you know, at this point of the year, I was supposed to be here doing this and playing like these softball games. And instead I'm like in the hospital with like all this mm. equipment on and I'm doing something totally different. So, and I mean, I, I did just a little bit of nursing compared to what my coworkers have been doing, but, yeah. um, it's just, yeah, they've, they've worked really hard and they've been through a lot over the past year and a half. So oh, 100%. Um, geez. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. well, okay. So you guys got word that, you know, 2021 a go. I, I know, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people were overjoyed for sure, but you know, being on, being on the front line though, and seeing firsthand at what was going on, were there doubts in your mind that they might, might get canceled again? Oh yeah. Um, and like a lot, so many people asked me and, you know, or, do you think they're going to go on? Do you think it'll be canceled? Like, how, like what information do you have? And I didn't have, we didn't have any information. We just, you know, had another date, like a year in the future. And, um, it kind of seems surreal, but, um, yeah, just even until, I mean, me and Joey, like when we landed in Japan in July, I was like, okay, we are actually in Japan. Like we had a moment oh, where wow. we're like, okay, we, <laughs> we actually are here because I mean, I'm, I'm training, I'm preparing, I'm doing everything, like assuming that things are going to go on and, and everything's going to get figured out by, you know, end of July of 2021. But, um, we didn't know for sure. We didn't know if they would pull the plug at, at any point. Um, so you always kind of have that in the back. I did at least have that mm. thought in the back of my head, but I, I couldn't train any other way than just like kind of full steam ahead. Like right. it's happening and, and just assuming that. And if, if it doesn't, then I'll deal with that when it comes. But, um, that definitely wasn't really the mindset. It was just kind of full steam ahead. Right on. Now, all right, back to some hawk, happy talk now. <laughs> yeah. So how pumped were you to get back with your teammates and, you know, back in the swing of things down in Florida? Oh my gosh. It was amazing. It was our staff and, and people through like the COC, they did so much work to like make sure that that could happen. Hmm. So when we, we got together in, in March um, and kind of created our own bubble and, you know, just getting out on the dirt and the grass and the sunshine. And cause I mean, in Ontario, you're, in a facility all day, every day, like you don't get outside to practice. So, Mm. um, it was such a difference and it was the first time that we were seeing some people that we were training as like an entire team. Um, it was so different and so awesome, but I think that being together that long, like really like helped us throughout the summer. And then especially at the Olympics, just, kind of that togetherness that we had and kind of that chemistry. Oh, 100%. Um, a lot of it. Yeah. 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 We so, went through a lot. So it was kind of- oh, yeah, absolutely. So, so how much testing did you guys actually have to go through on a daily basis? Um, We were, it depended on like when we were playing other teams. So like we would test regularly, um, maybe not every day, but it seemed like almost every day. And then depending on like, when our games were, we'd do additional testing or if we went somewhere else, additional testing or, um, so it, it was pretty frequent. Um, but yeah, it just kind of became part of like everyday life. Like, okay, another day to test or, you know, just kind of something else that we had to do in the day. Yeah. Now I can remember, you know, back when you guys were first got there and a lot of you would be, uh, post and you know getting tested and stuff and uh, i can remember yeah. a lot of it who was the worst at getting getting the, the, the daily test well okay so i actually um took a course so i could actually like do the testing and like do the lab work 
Um, so I was one of the ones that had to do like the NP swabs. Yeah. So I, you know, I didn't make very many friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some of them were squirmier than others, but yeah, like I was, I was, um, I was the one doing them. So, uh, it was kind of awkward, but kind of funny. Um, who's some squirmer? Definitely. I never did Danielle. Danielle, um, she had like her VIP setup of like how she had to do it because it was just really unpleasant for her. Um, and it is like so unpleasant, um, especially when it's those like the deep ones. Yeah, but, I know. I had a, t- I, yeah. I got one done and I despise it. it yeah, it's it not burns. fun. It's not fun it, to. It felt like yeah. it burned. <laughs> yeah. Everyone has like their own experience, I feel like, with it. And yeah. none of them are good. No, no. Uh, so you guys could get to Tokyo. Um, tell us about that. You know, like you just touched on you and Joey, you know, realizing once you got there. So as the team though, I mean, once you landed there, you must've been like, all right, here we go. Yeah. And like, we knew that it was going to be very strict, um, between like IOC and the Japanese government and, and what our team was trying to do and and that was fine because we had a like a training camp like a pre-olympic camp um before we got to tokyo so we were there an extra couple weeks um and there were a lot of restrictions but it was kind of like sure like these are the restrictions like whatever it takes to get us through and like allow us to have this olympic experience like i'm in yeah so um it it took a little bit maybe of adjusting but honestly I, like whatever it takes we'll do it oh absolutely i mean mm-hmm. i mean you've gone that long training to get there yeah like of course of course now yeah that first game against mexico i guess for the whole tournament was it was it weird playing you know such high stake games in front of no crowd um or did you realize like like I guess you're in that zone it's, that you're playing in the Olympics. Like, I, I don't know. You tell us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of both. Like, I think I, we did a lot of like mental prep and visualization and stuff as mm-hmm. a team leading up to the games. And, you know, we knew what these stadiums looked like. We knew the capacity. We knew that there was going to be, there were supposed to be, you know, tens yeah. of thousands of people and it was going to be loud and full and fun in this like, really cool atmosphere and and then when we learned that it was going to be empty it was like okay like it honestly i played at, i've played in games where there's not many people in the crowd so um and that's sad but it also kind of it wasn't a new experience for me right. or for most of us so it was it was definitely sad um most games we would go out and kind of um wave to our imaginary friends and family in the in the stands before the game um which was fun um but it was definitely hard especially Mm. because like we we didn't have those friends and family that you know i I really wish could have experienced the games but um it it wasn't really the as weird as it probably looked watching like we were still like so into the game like i couldn't be bothered by if there were a million people in the stands or or nobody Mm. I, I found the the best thing, you know, watching on TV and and I guess with a crowd there, you wouldn't really, but, you know, being able to hear you guys talk because normally with the crowd yeah. there, you, you wouldn't be able to. And, you know, I love that aspect of, of hearing the players talk. So, you know, hearing you guys mm-hmm. too, I mean, I, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I had actually heard that from some people too, just like watching it or, um, yeah, that it was kind of like this more intimate, like that you kind of got more of like an inside yeah. look at how things were going or what, yeah, what was being said. So yeah. I think that's really neat. Yeah. It was kind of like a, kind of like AU last year. Like, you know, mm. they didn't have the crowd or yeah. anything, but you know, and I freaking fell in love with that. That was awesome. I can't yeah. wait for next week when it starts again. But, uh, you know, I kind of, I kind of felt it like that, but only, you know, on a higher platform, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. So, you guys were right there, you know, playing both U.S. and Japan to one nothing games. Japan, of course, in extras, which I I know had to be heartbreaking. Um, yeah. What was the coaching staff's message following that game? Because I mean, you guys still had a medal game left. 
Yeah. So, um, well, we had to finish our pool play and then we had knew that, you know, we were looking to bronze after that. So, I mean, they, they were really great. I, I, I mean, they were upset too. I think that the team was devastated. Like we knew what we kind of lost after that game. And, um, they, they were just so supportive and, you know, just, um, kind of said like, yep, we're gonna, like, it hurts and like, it's gonna hurt. Um, but we kind of said, you know, we'll, we'll give ourselves some time to kind of feel this. Yes. Um, and like process it a little bit, but then, you know, at a certain point we are playing again tomorrow and that game is important. We have to win that. And, um, come the bronze medal game, like, we have to kind of just switch to that game and, and not dwell on, you know, this game anymore. So hmm. it was a lot of just staying present and um, not looking back and also not looking forward too far, mm-hmm. um, which I thought they our coaching staff did a really good job with nice. and, and the team as well. But yeah, for yeah sure. it was, it was tough, but you, oh. you just kind of have to roll with it because the way the schedule was, it was just, kind of relentless like oh, game after game after game so. i guess like uh, every game mattered and i mean mm-hmm. i kind of I, I as a fan watching it i loved it you know what mm-hmm. i mean because because i mean every team there could beat every team there you know what i mean like even, oh like, it was so competitive yeah like i mean mm-hmm. italy was capable of i mean look how they performed i mean they were they were right there with everybody so i mean I I loved it as a fan watching it. Good. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah I, it definitely felt very competitive. So. Yeah. So bronze medal game. Walk us through mm-hmm. uh, the emotions after Dan got the final strikeout. Oh my gosh! Well, I was talking to the team. It was so funny because the way that we were positioned, I was in the outfield and I was so deep. <laughs> um, I was playing like right against the fence, and I was sitting there like kind of like ants in my pants, like oh my gosh, like. I need to be positioned here, but I like, I want to kind of, you know, creep in a little <laughs> yeah, bit. I know what you mean. There's two outs and then there's two strikes and, and I'm the furthest one from the celebration and FOMO <laughs> and all of those things. So I'm like really trying to, to stand my ground and like stay where I'm supposed to stay. But as soon as she got that third strike, I just was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so far away, like sprinting in trying to get there. So how long did that um, run seem? Oh, forever. If you see the photos, I'm like, some some of the photos I'm not in the picture yet, and some of them I'm just getting there. Um, but, oh, my God, it was so exciting. Yeah. Danielle just was unbelievable. All our pitchers oh, yeah. were unbelievable that week, but yeah. it was really fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yes, as a fan, it was amazing to watch. Um, <laughs> you guys had a special team there. I mean, I've talked to a majority of, of you on here. Um mm-hmm from your perspective, just how strong was that bond between all of you or still is, of course. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think that that was like one of, if not the biggest advantage we had as a team, Mm -hmm. Um, just the, the culture and the chemistry and um, that kind of togetherness that we felt. And like, it was cool. Like a lot of people have said like, Oh, we could see that or feel it like watching you, um, which was kind of, it was really cool to hear, but yeah, that's just like a, I think a lot of, a lot of years in the making of like mm-hmm. people coming in and, and fitting in with the program and the mix of like younger people, the mix of, you know, our 08 vets mm-hmm. um, and the people in between that were on this, in this program since like 09. So um, it was, a, it was a lot of different, I mean, all the different people kind of made it what it was, but um, I definitely think that we had an edge as far as team chemistry mm. um, on any any other team there. Yeah. And I'm really confident with that. Oh, I got to agree. I mean, I felt so good for, you know, Lauren and Dan and, and Jen and, and Vic, yes. all of them. Like, just that's, you know, a great way to go out, win the Olympic medal. Like, mm-hmm. That's cherry on top, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy for them. Yeah, for sure. So, so what's next? What's, what's going forward? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> maybe I'll, I'll, the next, yeah, I, I don't know yet. Yeah. Um, I am kind of just taking some time. Um, 
to let my body recover a bit. Um, I want to keep playing. I, you know, I, there's a lot of unknowns right now. So, you know, coach Smith retired and, and a lot of other things are happening. So we'll see. Um, but I'll eventually probably I'll go back to work and just kind of juggle the work thing and the softball thing and, Mm. and see, see what happens. What's your, uh, what's your take on them taking it out in 2024? I mean, Oh, it's (laughs) ridiculous. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. I mean, um, I mean, taking it out, taking it out and putting breakdancing in, come on. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard. Like I don't, I, I wish every sport was in it and they didn't, you know, like I feel like there's a place for, for everyone for, for any sport. Um, but I think softball and baseball is the biggest sport globally yes. that is excluded from the games, um, not on the permanent program. So, mm-hmm. I mean, my hope is, I think, I mean, it's too late for Paris, but yeah. hopefully it gets back in for 2028 in LA. Well, it, um, it's inevitable. I, you it, know, it's going to be in yeah in LA and and Australia, yeah. of course, in 2032. Yes. Yeah, so hopefully, like. In 2028, I'm hoping that they would reinstate it mm. in the permanent program. Yes. Um, we'll see if, and instead of like the the host's choice, like it was in Tokyo. Right. Um, so, but yeah, it's just, it's so hard for the sport to keep going and, and have the momentum um, after the games. Yeah. Um, when it's, when it's not an Olympic sport for the next three years. So yeah. it's, it's tough, but um, I'm sure that programs will figure out a way to get through it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is a shame. It, it, it really is. It definitely is. Cause I mean, there's so, there's so much momentum right now. I mean, with, with the games and I mean, of course, AU and, and how, you know, how big the women's college world series was this, this past year. I mean, right. The, the TV ratings for that were through the roof. So, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I mean, the audience is there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's really disappointing. Anyway. Yeah. Um. As we end every podcast, player association. Yes. You've yes. definitely heard this. I before. know it well. <laughs> so I'm gonna throw out some names to you, <laughs> and you Sounds can go good. on about them. Okay. <laughs> All right. First one. Aaron Foreman. Okay, Aaron Foreman, one of my first and like probably my longtime coach in Brantford and um she was like the one that really probably developed me the most um growing up and like into my like college years and I can't say enough for like everything that she's put into different players and teams and programs over the years but I would not be where I am without her and I love her very much and I'm very grateful for her awesome next one is uh Bailey Braunruther (gasps) Bailey, she was, um, she's one of my best friends from Oakland. She, um, was a pitcher and I caught in school, um, and same year and everything graduated together and roommates all throughout. So we've been through a lot together, but, um, yeah, one of my closest friends and teammates from school. Awesome. Actually, I I was going to touch on you being a catcher in in university. I meant to touch on that, but how'd you like that? (laughs) It was good. I mean, I was there to help the team however I could. I, yeah. I mean, I was told that hopefully eventually they'd bring in another catcher and I could go in the outfield and mm-hmm. or do whatever, but it kind of just didn't work out. So I was just, they needed a catcher, so I was catching. Totally different perspective back there, right? Yeah. 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 Different, but different in a good way. Yeah. All right, next is uh, Emma Ensminger. Emma. Um, Emma's so athletic. Uh and it's been so fun, like, watching her um, just kind of honestly, like, dominate. And, like, at third base, she's so great and, um, like, really good teammate, really good person. And um, I've gotten close with her. And I'm just really excited to see what she does in the future as well because for as good as she is now, I think that, like, she's just tapping yeah. into her potential. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Larissa Franklin. Oh, Thurse is another one. Um, we're really close. Um, I can't say enough about good things about Larissa either. Like, 
she's just Larissa's great because she's is exactly who she is and she's not afraid to just be herself and and it's awesome um, <laughs> and it's awesome and that's kind of hard sometimes and she is goofy and she yeah. is silly and she's also um really inspirational and we've played and known we've known each other for a while and played together for a long time so mm. um just like a real i have a really good connection with our son yeah thankful for her too i can tell you my game has got better because of fake training <laughs> oh yeah i think everyone has oh my gosh I've, tried, I've had to film for those sometimes or like i don't know help her with a prop and it's, yeah. it's so hard to keep a straight face or not laugh no don't oh my gosh she's so funny oh that's awesome all right final one sarah Gronewagon. sarah she's such a competitor um i think like all of us would consider ourselves like super competitive um but sarah is just like super competitive and confident and just like a gamer and she's mm -hmm. she's just such a fun teammate to have and same thing like I think she's grown a lot and I think she's still kind of gonna grow into even a better softball player and yeah just I'm just so excited for my teammates and my friends to see kind of what they do next yeah I'm excited to watch her in AU there and it next week oh, when, yeah. it, when it starts because yeah, I have a feeling she, she might thrive in that environment yeah Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Anyway, Erica, I need to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on. I mean, what you and your teammates did over in Tokyo is going to have a lasting impression on a lot of young ones coming up. But uh, I also need to thank you and all your frontline working colleagues for everything you have and continue to do for us during this pand pandemic. So, uh, again, thank you so much, Erica. Well, thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. I finally... <laughs> After what, or after listening to so many, it's it's cool to get on here and, and chat with you and myself. Yes, I, I appreciate you listening. I'd like that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so many commutes to practice over the winter and stuff. I was I listened to a lot of oh, these. That's so great to hear. I love hearing it. Anyway, yeah. Uh, best of luck in everything going forward, Erica. And, and again, thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye. See, I'm not gonna let me go crazy. Not this time I'm going through changes I'm gonna make it for sure I'm going through changes That I've been here before uh, I haven't stepped out of my house in seven days Heaven shaved, heaven showered, heaven changed Same clothes, different day Another good morning pissed away Hey, got the whole world looking right at me Actually Feels like people starting to look past me I've been around Feels like this just might be a last dance I'm frustrated, I'm past tense I still don't feel like I has been I don't, but It's like a ghost town up in the studio Nobody comes around here no more I guess it's just how the movie go Uh I don't like playing my old friends' new songs They don't listen to rap like back when They all grew up, kinda moved on And how could I blame them, huh? I used to sleep, eat, and breathe this shit But now the older I get I'm questioning if I really needed this I used to stress what people said And what people thought about me Now I worry about if my daughter Can make it home from school without me But still at the same time As I'm writing this rhyme I'm in my kitchen My daughter's trying to tell me about a day I hear but not really listening I'm staring at her But in my head I'm putting these words together I know that I need to do better Cause what I do now could change forever Shadows swimming in my head lately But I don't mind See I'm not gonna let me go crazy Not this time It's a fall from paradise I'm so indecisive these days And musically I feel confused Don't know what I'm like in these days I just think it's time to check all the new shit Plus all of the... Are you downsizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family Or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted Well Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you with a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 
402-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902-499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again.